Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Oh, man, it feels so good to be back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Try Lawyer Podcast. I have been out of commission for over a year uh, for no good reason and uh, apologize for that, but I'm glad to be back. Um, Really just frankly stoked to be back and uh, excited about what um, 2023 has brought so far and continues to bring and just glad to be back on the podcast. And I have no good real reason for being off the air for a full year except to say that you know it was a busy year without question a a a very busy last january of 2022 uh, a lot of changes at work and just tremendous amount of stress my wife last night was just talking about what a rough what a rough month january was really the first quarter of 2022 and that uh, it basically took a full year of changes Uh, to get to uh, where we're at now, which is a very good place. Couldn't be more stoked about um, where things are personally and professionally. And, um, you know, but looking back, it it is kind of crazy what what the stressors were. But um, had a great year of uh, family time, great year of triathlon time, and a great uh, year of changes at work. Um, I'm the managing partner now at Puget Law Group, my law firm in... um, Western Washington, and we've got, we're up to 12 lawyers, about 25 or 26 total staff members. We moved into a brand new building that I bought alongside my partners. And um, we've got about six or seven offices now all around Western Washington and have had cases all over uh, the country, uh, New York, DC, Idaho, Texas, California, it's been really fun. It had some tremendous successes with some cases, uh, settling um, some cases for you know over uh, seven-figure uh, personal injury cases, and uh, just really proud of all that. And so it's been a great year, and um, we're we're really moving in the right direction. I just you know it's April, or it's February sixth today, and uh, wrapped up. I did last last year. I did dry January which was, and I did a podcast about it, it was, it was rough, to be honest, uh, for a few reasons. Uh, the end, by the end, my wife was like, can you please just have a drink with me? Um, and it was, like I say, it was stressful at work. But uh, so I decided this year to change it up a bit and went with no sweets January, which pretty much meant no dessert January, which pretty much meant no eating after dinner. <laughs> uh, and it's weird because as much as I absolutely love sweets, and I'm, I basically binge uh, eat after dinner. Um, I graze heavily, but if there's cake, cookies, ice cream, you know, Skittles, <laughs> whatever, uh, I tend to just take it down. And uh, this year, I I cleaned it up. I'd really gone all in on Christmas, the holidays. And so was um, feeling kind of gross and decided to clean it up and had a really good, um, productive, uh, mostly sugar-free January and, and definitely lost some weight, uh, feel really good, felt great. Um, I 
turning it back on a little bit in February, but I'm going to really try to just pace myself and maybe on the weekends, you know, do stuff with my kids, take them out for ice cream and yogurt like I like to do, but also um, keep it clean during the week. So that's been uh, pretty exciting. But beyond that, uh, you know, I kind of wanted this podcast to be about the year 2022 and review and talk about the changes. Uh, like I say, you know, becoming the managing partner, I really wanted it to be something I took very seriously. Uh, I've always, I've always been very averse to meetings. Um, I've always been averse to what I consider a waste of time. I've frankly been averse to doing anything except being a lawyer when I'm at the office. I like to come in and go straight to my desk and do my work, keep my clients happy, uh, resolve my cases, and then go home. And while it's impossible as a lawyer, and I'm sure this is the same for many professions, to just turn it off mentally, um, I've always tried to just keep it focused on Casey the lawyer and um, being a manager is a totally different ball game. You have to really prioritize all that's going on in the office and you really got to focus on the way you're perceived and the way your ownership group is perceived and it's a, it's a very delicate balance. You have to be, you have to have very thick skin. You have to be willing to take a lot of criticism that in many ways feels very unfair. Um, I constantly think of that Tony, uh, Teddy Roosevelt man in the arena quote because um, it, it's hard. It's hard to be a leader. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got their own angle. Keeping everybody happy, um, keeping a, a law firm or a business profitable is just a hard thing. And so, um, you know, I had to really change my approach, my attitude, and my expectations. I had to show up every day recognizing that I was going to have to sit in on a number of meetings. Um, I'd have to be engaged in those meetings, which in the past I'd like to, you know, zone out or be on my phone and just sort of half, half participate. I'd have to lead the meetings. I'd have to, you know, create itineraries for meetings and I'd have to follow up to make sure things that we talk about are actually getting done. And I read an awesome book. Um, <laughs> I didn't put this in my show notes. I will put it in the show notes. Um, but it's, um, I believe it's the five somethings of a team. I'll look it up. Um, but it was a great management book and it really helped set the tone for how I wanted to be as a manager. And I uh, have had, had a really good year and we've really turned things around and the morale around the office is good. I've learned some valuable lessons about sharing information and that basically the more you share, the better. Um, but obviously you want to make sure that things are pretty ironed out and dialed in before you start to share them because if it's a it's just an idea uh, oftentimes that can create a lot more uh, more problems um, oh five dysfunctions of a team that's the management book that i i read first i've read several others since but that one really did set the tone for me in terms of how i wanted to approach management and it was it was really a blessing um Family, we went down to San Diego in April of last year, as we do, uh, participated in the 70.3 in Oceanside for, I think, either my fifth or sixth time, and it's great, had a great race, uh, did about the same as I had done three or so months before, right around 450, which to me, at my age, which is now in the 45 to 49 age group, which I cannot believe, um, although I was in the 40 to 40 to 44 last year, 
uh, was pretty good, honestly. Uh, and I'm training for that race now again, and we're heading down there at the end of March. And I'm hopeful to be in that same range. I'd love to break 450. If I could do like a 445, which I don't know if I have that in me, and I'm not sure I've really frankly put in the training for that, but that would be awesome. So I did that race last year, then uh, trained for the St. George uh, Ironman, which was a holdover from 2021. It was the 2021 Ironman World Championships. St. George was epic. Uh, that was the hardest course I've ever done. I've done Coeur d'Alene, I've done Kona. I thought St. George was the hardest. Um, the bike ride was windy. I thought I was in great shape, but that those hills, the last 20, 30 miles of hills actually broke me. Uh, I never, I've never experienced that level of just pure body fatigue. And I don't think it was my nutrition. I just simply got beat by the course. Um, I have, I had the wrong bike for that course. Uh, my, my tri rig that I built uh, is a one by. Um, so I simply didn't have, I had 12 gears, uh, which was not enough for that course. So I, I crushed my legs, it took me six hours of the bike, which was like probably 30 minutes longer than any other Ironman bike course uh, has ever taken me, at least in the modern age. And then I had nothing left and I basically walked the, the run course. And uh, it was my worst Ironman time so far. I think I was in the 12s. I mean, really didn't thought about it much since. Um, beautiful course. Great swim, extremely hard bike ride, and then a difficult run course as well. And again, it kicked my butt because um, I just, the bike course just kicked my butt. And then I also had what I would later have at Kona, which was pretty substantial um, nausea uh, in the run. And I, I'm, I bought into more calories on the bike and I rarely train with very much in terms of food, which is probably stupid, um, but I usually just bring water out even for my long rides or I'll bring some like, you know, granola bars or just actual food food that I wouldn't eat on a, on a during a race. And that might've uh, played a role too, but either way, um, I, I think for me in an Ironman, about 300 calories an hour actually is about right. I was trying to go to four and 500 per hour on the bike ride. And that I think doesn't work for me. And so anyway, I got uh, sick on the run, threw up a few times, slogged it in, um, but had a great, you know, a great time, of course, being the world championships. And the next day was Mother's Day. And while I did not do a great job of planning uh, to be a great husband for his awesome wife on Mother's Day, uh, we still managed to have a really good time. I went to Zion National Park and rode bikes in there and, and I felt great. And so that was, that was really cool. Um, had a lot of good uh, races in the summer. Um, did a local half Ironman, and uh, was I was pretty slow. I, I it was funny. I I changed bikes. I had no cake. I totally slagged. My wife was out of town with the kids, and uh, Annie was gone, and so we. Uh, I decided to do this race kind of at the last minute. Real like I was stressing the night before, trying to figure out my bikes. They were all taken apart, and then showed up to the race bike was not working, had no bottle cages on it, uh, still slogged out a half Ironman, um, albeit quite a bit slower than I normally would. I think I did about a 5.10. 
anyway, I just considered it sort of a long training day. And then uh, did some, did a local half marathon called the Race for a Soldier in Gig Harbor, Washington, which was really fun. And uh, I was really trying to set a, a PR because my, my PRs uh, are, are pretty consistent. Uh, I've had three 137 times on half marathons, all associated with half Ironmans. Um, the last, you know, doing the run on the uh, half Ironman course. So I really thought on just a straight half marathon, I could do better. Um, but man, it was a hilly course and I thought I ran really well, but I only did a 140. So I've still never broke 140 on a straight half marathon, even though I've done 137s on half Ironman. So weird, but uh, it's still a great time and it's just a challenging course. Um, did a marathon, which was fun, and uh, did about a three, I think it was a PR, I think I did like a 340-something um, marathon, which was a PR for me, which was really cool, did that with my wife. She was trying to qualify for Boston, didn't quite make it, but she had a great race. Um, and those were all training uh, days up to um, Kona. And I actually forgot to say that my half Ironman, or half marathon race, um, I did do five miles on the treadmill before that. So I suppose had I not done that, I might've been able to get down below 137 and set a PR. But anyway, I uh, did, did the marathon, then uh, headed up the, with the family, including my mom and dad and my dad's wife and my uh, soon-to-be uh, sister-in-law, well, my current sister-in-law and my soon-to-be brother-in-law, um, to Kona. We rented a house and uh, Kona, it was, it, it was a crazy race. I'll, I'll probably dedicate another episode of this podcast to Kona of 2022 because it was one of the more unique races I've ever had. Um, ended up being ultimately a disappointing time. Uh, and there were some other things going on in, in my personal life that, that I think affected that. Uh, fell off my bike for the first time. And, uh, but it was also getting off the bike primed for not only a Kona PR, but a PR PR. Um, but that didn't end up happening uh, due to the same uh, stomach issues that I had at St. George. So I'll probably save that one. I'd like to do a full Kona 2022 breakdown uh, in another subsequent episode. But mostly I just wanted to get on here today um, for, the, for the followers that I do have and uh, let everybody know that I appreciate so much that people have continued to listen to this podcast, even though I was on a year-long hiatus and that I'm going to uh, be back trying to post more content, more, um, more podcasts, and that uh, I had a great year, but it was a, a year of change, uh, a year of, of a lot of stress, a lot of work changes, like I said. Um, but ultimately, it was a, a year of growth. Uh, my business doing great. My kids are amazing, um, very active in sports, and have been kicking butt in soccer and basketball and baseball. Uh, gymnastics, swimming. Uh, we almost did a triathlon day after Christmas in our neighborhood, but it was, it was going to be a biathlon, but it was so snowy <laughs> and icy that we, we couldn't do it for safety reasons. Uh, but the kids actually did their first triathlon this summer, uh, a little swim, bike and run uh, deal at a local race that was awesome. And so the family unit and the balance has been, has been great. And I think it's only getting better now here in 2023. So that's what I wanted to talk about. I 
just really wanted to get back and sort of get back on the record and, and have another podcast for 2023. And then hopefully that will be the first of many to come for the rest of this year. So that's it. That's the year 2022 in review. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. I will be back soon.